and welcome to episode seven of the What If Project podcast. My name is Tracy and I'm one of your co-hosts. And I'm Rain and I am another one of your co-hosts. And that's it. That's all you get today. <laughs> <laughs> we are your hostess for this podcast. We are super excited to be bringing you a little bit of news and a little bit of excitement on our What If journey. And if you're thinking, what is the What If Project? We'll just talk about that for just one second. This is an experiment where Rain and I are traversing the terrain of passive income land. And we are trying to scale some cliffs. We are trying to run some rapids. We are working our way to the sunny shores of passive income land where the money flows in with minimal effort. <laughs> Yay. Can you guys all see that picture? So that is the adventure that we are on and we're inviting you along for the ride. I think a couple weeks ago I said, join me in my yellow VW bus as we, as we trek. But what we really are inviting you to do is to take whatever projects that you have thought of, maybe it's something you've thought of in the past, maybe it's something you're currently thinking about, or maybe you're just wondering how you could either make a passive income or move away from a nine to five into something that has a lot more freedom and flexibility for you and your family. And that's exactly where Rain and I are today. We decided what better way to do this uh, than to invite some people along for the journey. So the What If Project podcast does just that. We take you each week through updates on where we are and what we're doing. We're talking about tech. We're talking about motivation. We're talking about ourselves and our families and how we're making this all work. We also are running our social media accounts. We invite you to join that as well. And even at the end of today's episode, we'll also be talking about some special things that we're gonna be doing to kick off the new year. So without further ado, we are going to jump in to episode seven. Do, 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 do. I wish we had some music playing. Episode seven. Episode seven. We've I just got feel like so, it's such a big number. I'm so excited. It is, right? And Tracy, so not only that, but episode seven is a massive milestone because in that boot camp that we took, oh gosh, was it three months ago or something? Right. Such a long time ago. Um, Kathy Heller, is that her name? That is her name, Kathy Heller. So in that boot camp that we took several months ago, Kathy Heller told us to beware of something called Pod Fade, which is where people start these podcasts and at about episode seven a massive percentage of people have fallen off and have not been consistent anymore. And you and I are now at that benchmark. We still have a lot to say and a lot to do. <laughs> and so I know that we're going to keep going. So I'm really proud of us. I'm really, really proud of us too. Good job, Rain. Yay. Good job, Tracy. I feel like there's like a, um, like a little like Barney song or no, something. No, 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 no. Nuh-uh. Stop with the Barney. What is it with you and Barney? I like Barney. I can tell. But it's not Barney. I Maybe it's like, um, oh, not Backyardigans. What was the name of the cartoon where they are little kids and, oh, I'm going on a trip in my little rocket ship flying to the sky. Little Einstein's. It's Little Einstein's. Oh. Gotcha. Come aboard. We're ready to explore. For we're gonna we're little Einsteins. We are so smart. <laughs> but we're gonna see how smart Rain is. Actually, I know Rain is really smart. Uh -oh. I tried super hard in high school to keep up with her, but it was near impossible. This is one smart chickadee we got over here. It's a good thing that my tests were not on like culture items in high school though, because I don't know that I would have done much better than I have been doing on our games. <laughs> You survived, though, my friend. You survived. <laughs> yes. yes. We lived to tell the tale of the 90s. So we like to start off each episode with a little bit of fun, and that has been in the form of trivia. I'm sure we're going to find another form of fun here soon. I actually have out my cootie catcher, 
if there, anybody who did not grow up in like the 80s or 90s and you don't know what a cootie catcher is, I'm so sorry. It will make an appearance one day on our social media or perhaps even, um, it may even show up on our Etsy shop at some point in time. But one day I'm going to make us our own podcast cootie catcher and we're going to make some decisions using the cootie catcher and that's going to be tons of fun. Or maybe it'll be like charades and, and we'll have to act something out even though you can't see us. That would be really hilarious. All right. Are you ready for this one? I'm ready. All right. This one I can, I'm actually going to add a bonus point mm. to it if you can get it. So what Canadian musician had a hit with the song, Everything I Do, I Do It For You? Is that Brian Adams? Is it he is Canadian? Brian Adams. He's Canadian? A apparently, according to my 90s trivia game. Oh my gosh. I like Canadian. I should... I should also get a bonus point because I can tell you that it was in the movie Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Well, that was my bonus point for oh, you. I should get extra <laughs> bonus get, points because you I read your mind. You get two bonus points. <laughs> I love that movie. I bet you Will and I watch that movie at least once a year still to this day. We just recently watched it because it, it came on, I believe, Netflix. Uh, and I was telling my kids that that was the first rated pg movie i was ever allowed to watch Ooh, mary sue i know i was in middle school <laughs> and my dad would make homemade pizza every friday night and all Aww. my friends wanted to spend the night in my house because we would have homemade pizza <gasps> and sweet. we were allowed to go to the store <laughs> and borrow i'm sure it was a vhs tape i had to have been and come home and play the Robin Hood Prince of Thieves and man. That's awesome. So do you remember, you may or may not remember, but Burger King for a while had a promotion where they were like, I don't know if you had to buy the videotape, if you got it with Burger King's version of a Happy Meal is or whatever, but they had Robin Hood Prince of Thieves and there were like a couple other movies, maybe Dances with Wolves might've been one of them. I don't, maybe it was a Kevin Costner thing. I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> I got my copy, my VHS copy of Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves by eating at Burger King. Oh, no, I did not know that, but we did not go to Burger King very often. So maybe that's why. All right. So keeping in our movie themes. Mm, yay. And what film did Robin Williams say? 10,000 years in a bottle can give you such a crick in the neck. That would be Aladdin, the Disney version, as the genie. 10,000 years in a bottle can give you such a crick in the neck. Yes. Love that movie. Me too. And I actually really liked the remake as well. My kids did not like the remake, but I liked it. I did too. I thought Will Smith did an awesome job. I was worried about him because taking on Robin Williams. That's role, a big one. Mm -hmm. That's huge. But it was great. All right. I think we have a theme today. What teen movie star appeared in three Aerosmith videos? Uh, was it Alicia Silverstone? It was Alicia yes. Silverstone. Yes, yes, yes. All right. I'm going to give you one more. Okay. See, and I don't know. I, I hope you get this one. Okay. This may be so where too. we're a little, a little bit different. Okay. What planet is invaded by the Trade Federation in the Phantom Menace? Is it? I do not know that one. Ah! <laughs> I have no idea. I have no, no idea. idea. I don't even think I've seen the Phantom Menace. <sighs> I don't I knew, know I knew this I was where we were I, different. I've seen Empire and Return of the Jedi and all and like all that stuff, but I haven't seen any of the stuff like when we were like Jar Jar Binks that era. I didn't yep. see any of that. Is Jar Jar Binks in that one? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I yes. didn't see any of that. Yep. So it's the planet Naboo. The planet Naboo. Naboo, and that's where uh, Queen Amidala is from. Naboo. Gotcha. No, I am. I'm. I'm sadly unschooled. In the Star Wars. I am, yeah. I was, I was, a, I'm a casual Star Wars viewer. I love Star Wars. Like, love, love, love Star Wars. Love it. I did not know that, Tracy. I really I didn't know that. I love Star Wars. Okay. Well, that's a, I mean, you know, there's a, a lot of people really do. 
a lot of people really, I don't know if maybe it's because I just never really got into it, you know, kind of like Harry Potter, right? But then when you finally sat down and you finally got into it, yes. now you're a major fan. But for That's a long true. time, you were a casual sort of Harry Potter user, right? Like just if it came your way, actually for a while, you had a hardship with it just like premise wise, right? I did. And you know what? And the same thing with um, Twilight. Mm-hmm. Which, which is one of your favorite franchises now. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. But I had a really hard time like mm, vampires and werewolves. I don't know about all that. <laughs> but now I know all about it. There you go. Well, thank you, Tracy. That was fun. Clearly, I clearly my movie knowledge is pretty on point other than, you know, certain certain franchises. That's all right. That can be fixed. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's a problem we can solve. Yes. And I can solve it in several ways, by DVD or by Apple streaming. So you just let me know <laughs> how you'd like I, to fix it. What needs to happen is I need to come to your house on Friday nights for homemade pizza and we can have movie nights. Yes. And get I, all the kids up to speed because my kids have also not seen Star Wars, but one of them in particular really wants to see it. We can make that happen for sure. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for joining us on our little trivia adventure. Maybe if you have a fun little trivia you think you could stump us on, you should send it to us and see. Ooh. Maybe we'll put it on the podcast. That would be fun. That would be fun. All right. So we are going segment by segment through our experiments this week. So our first little segment, we're going to talk about our overall objective and a little bit of participant news. So for this particular week, as we discussed last week in episode six, we really knew that we needed to spend some time optimizing our current systems in place. We had worked really, really hard, worked feverishly to get systems built in place, functioning, and then our variables, we had gotten those <laughs> in place. But we did realize the next step really needed to be optimizing most of those before we went and added anything new because we were really tempted to add a few new things and we took a step back and said nope that's not the right thing for us you can hear more about that in episode six so as far as this week is concerned we did take that opportunity we're definitely not finished i would say optimizing right rain <laughs> yeah no we have a long way to go but we've made progress so that's what we're after we have definitely made progress in the past week. It has been on other fronts. I do feel like I needed a bit of a breath. And so it has been that, but it's also been the opportunity then to dive a little bit deeper into some of these segments. And I think we both have been able to do that, to look at these systems, dive a little bit deeper, and then find out where we can easily integrate some of these 2.0 level things. Mm -hmm. And then of course, circle back to it later on and add some 3.0 at some point in time, if that's available. And we're going to talk about what that looks like when we get over into our tech segment. So anything else you'd like to add, Rain? So yes, I do have one quick thing. While you were leading us in, on the podcast today, Tracy. One of the things that I was thinking, and I have thought it once or twice over the last couple of weeks, is I think maybe what we need to do, which is an optimization strategy, is I think maybe we need to focus on doing an intro and an outro for our podcast. Because I think that we're spending a few minutes each time recapping like what it's about. And now we're at episode seven, as we've said, and the people who are following along or the people who are gonna find us and who are gonna binge listen because we're amazing. Remember when we were first talking and we said, you need to get quickly into the content of the podcast. I think maybe we're at that moment where we should think about that over the next few weeks as an optimization strategy. And then that'll offload that work for us every time. Absolutely. And that was something we did originally talk about. Did we want to, in the very beginning, go ahead and, and record an intro and outro and then, you know, work on splicing it in from the very beginning? Or was that something we wanted to work on later on? So what mm -hmm. I'm hearing you saying is we've reached the later on. I think I, I do. I feel like it's sort of like naturally at that point. Do you agree? I agree. And, and here's one of the reasons why I think I agree with that, because A, we've reached 
the back end of the pod fade. So I feel like, Mm -hmm. okay, we've proven to ourselves and now we can put the effort into making that intro and outro for the podcast. Mm -hmm. We've spent time in the editing process. So I think that dropping that intro and outro in each time would be a fairly easy thing to do and non-threatening that Mm -hmm. maybe in the beginning it would have been a little bit scary. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, each time we record, it's getting easier and easier to explain what the what if project is. So I think we're at yes. the point that you know we're almost getting more comfortable in our own skin with it. Yeah, I agree. Okay, so Yay. good. So that's an opt. Yay! I'm excited. Decision made in real time, folks. This is what Woo-hoo. the what if project is all about. You heard it first. <laughs> Breaking news about 10 seconds after we heard it ourselves. <laughs> okay, so that's all I had on that, Tracy. Okay. And then just as far as where Rain and I are, like I said, I think for myself, having a quick little breather was really nice. We are pushing up towards the holidays fast and furious. There's a lot going on, which we knew that was going to happen. We're not surprised by that at all. However, we both sat down on Wednesday of this past week and and definitely expressed to one another while taking the breath is nice and realizing we still have another week or so pushing through kind of the Christmas season, we don't want to lose momentum. So we are trying to do things consciously and proactively so that we do not lose steam on our project as well. Right. Absolutely. And I have that in my notes too, to make sure that point was made. If you didn't make it at some point, then I wanted to make sure that we hit on that. So you're absolutely right. Great minds think alike. They do. All right. So we've got some serious tech stuff to cover. For real. (laughs) For real. (laughs) Just the word. (laughs) So I don't know. Let's do you want to save that for last? Or do you want to put that first? Let's save it for last. Let's let's roll through everything else first. Okay, so Rain, go ahead and take us through some of these tech things that you worked on this week to optimize our systems. Okay, so one of the things that I focused on was getting back into Captivate. As I've said several times over the last several weeks, there are lots of sort of bells and whistles in there, a tab here, a tab there to explore. So what I did was I spent some time working in Captivate to try to really flush out our Captivate player. So when you go to our station in Captivate, there's a screen that pops up an interface with a play button, and that's where our podcasts can stream through if you're going through the Captivate site itself. And then there are some features that are built into that player that can help us with you know, marketing or linking or any of those sorts of things. So I went in and I made sure that all of the major links to find us are available through that player. So Amazon Music and Spotify and Apple and those sorts of things are all now available directly to our podcasts through the Captivate player. I also went in and added a link to Facebook and also to Etsy. So if you're in our Captivate player and you're messing around with the buttons, you can go directly to our Facebook page. You can go directly to our Etsy page. And then the other thing that I did with the Captivate site is I created sort of a short link. Captivate gives you the ability to create a branded link from their site. And so if I wanted to share the player just in and of itself with a friend because I could text that link to them, put it on Facebook, put it on Instagram, anything like that. I now have a link that has our the what if project name in that link. So it's just a better piece of branding for us to use as we continue to share through Captivate. So that was one thing that I did. And Rain, before you go on any further, Mm -hmm. Captivate for anybody who may be a fresh listener is the system, the application that we use to host our podcast. Yes. Did I say that right? Yeah, absolutely. You did. So yeah, Captivate is our podcast host. Yes, ma'am. So that's really sort of what I did over there. The other thing that I did as well is in our Descript program, which is our audio editing program that we use for our podcast, 
They also have other features that we haven't really started to explore yet that can help us with marketing and spreading the word about the What If Project and the What If Project podcast. And so one of those features is an audiogram, right? So one of the sort of pieces of information and advice that's floating around in the podcasting space right now is that audiograms are leading to more clicks, more attention. It's a great attention grabbing tool. One reason is depending on how you do it, it's sort of a dynamic graphic. So you have a picture of something, but then a lot of times it's got like a sound wave or something. It's just very visually interesting. So people are drawn to it. People like to click on pictures. And so audiograms are working really well right now. Descript has the option to create an audiogram straight through that application. So it's one of your export options, just like when we get done editing all of our audio, we can export it, which is what we have to do in order to get it into Captivate. So one of the export options is to export as an audiogram. It was easy to do. It gave me several different options of how I want it to look. It used the transcript that Descript auto generates for us anyway, which is one of the reasons why we went with this particular piece of software. So all of those things were really well integrated. But what I didn't like about it, at least the way that I was able to do it, it forced me to leave my audiogram actually on the Descript site. So when I went to share it to Facebook, it was not natively in Facebook. It didn't launch automatically. It didn't autoplay like videos will autoplay on Facebook. And when you clicked on it, it actually took you out of Facebook and took you into Descript. So I, I have not done it again. I did it last for episode five. I did not do it for episode six, which just dropped because I didn't like it so much. So I do want to look for more audiogram applications. And then you did something in uh, Spotify as well, right? Yes. So Spotify has a feature. If you're listening to our podcast in Spotify, if you go to the share icon, which is the little box with the up arrow sticking out of it, which is seems to be the universal symbol for share this elsewhere. If you do that, Spotify has the ability to link to some of your other major social sites, right? So Facebook is in there, Twitter is in there, Instagram is in there. So what I did for episode six, which just launched, is I was in Spotify, I'm listening to our podcast, I went to the share button, and I shared it to Instagram, and it went straight into our stories. And the thing that was really exciting about that also is that in my Instagram stories, if somebody comes along and is watching the story up in the upper left-hand corner, there is an option that says open in Spotify. So if you click on it, if you're in Instagram and you click on it in my stories, then it takes you straight to our podcast over in Spotify. So I really liked that. That to me feels like a great optimization feature. I love that. And I like Spotify, so maybe that's mm -hmm. why I really like it. <laughs> you know, I hadn't really messed with Spotify at all until we started our podcast, but I have really come to like it a lot. Yeah, I, I would have traditionally listened on Apple. Me too. But I have a new appreciation for Spotify. I do really mm -hmm. like it a lot. Me that, too. that would make a great social post is ask people like their preferred podcatcher. Yeah, right? that was the there right term. There you I go. remembered it. <laughs> We're uh, learning. It's, it still doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me, the podcatcher, but the place where you like to listen to podcasts. Mm -hmm. um, I think Spotify also has a really nice system in place for podcasters, like for us. I mean, because they have some really cool ways to create a quick social graphic that goes different places, and they just really seem well suited to podcasting generally on both sides of things they have some pretty good christmas music too <laughs> <laughs> all right so anything else in the biz dev or tech that you can think of right now for your side no okay other than we're going to come back to the yes to the big one some really interesting news the rotten tamale <laughs> <laughs> So for me this week, I spent some time working out some optimization in Pinterest land and Canva land. 
So for Pinterest, we knew that one of our goals would be to take our printables, which is one of our variables. That is our passive income strategy that we've been focusing on for the last few months. And we knew we would need to get them out in front of the general public. And Pinterest is such a great way to do that. We were probably a little bit, I don't even know if slower to get there is the right word. We were slow to build the system in, in a way that really worked for this set of printables that we've released so far. And so even part of our conversation this past Wednesday night, we were talking about how important those systems are to us. And I would imagine anybody who's working in any kind of a small business entrepreneurship is, is really understanding, you know, here's where I am, here's where I want to get with this, and here are all the steps that need to go in between and doing it in such a way that can then be reproduced, right? And for us, that's really, really important. Right. Um, because A, we want to be able to reproduce the good stuff and then not reproduce the, the stuff that didn't work as great. And mm -hmm. then we also want to be able to share it with you. So like it's multifaceted and why it's so important for us to establish these processes that work really well, or even just an understanding of what the process exactly is. So in our charging ahead to get there, it was one of the steps that kind of, and I take full responsibility, just kind of floundered and so the last week i did take and make some strides and play not just playing with it but in such a way that it makes sense of where it best fits in our system to create pens like at what point does that make sense when you're actually creating the graphics and you're working on graphics to go on etsy do we do it then or do you do it later so i've made a bunch of notes about that but then actually producing those pens that probably should have been made at the exact same time the graphics were created and actually getting those up and then on Pinterest, but just not all on Pinterest at one time, but then dripping out over the course of a week or so. And so right now there are Pinterest uh, pens that are planned and scheduled going out to multiple boards over the next week. So those are scheduled and they're dripping out, but not just pens that are going to lead back to the Etsy shop, but also creating pens that will become just part of our natural social program, taking our quotes, taking our tips of the day, taking our Sunday cartoons, and getting those onto Pinterest as well. Currently, they're living in a 1080 by 1080s, which is a square, <laughs> and just been using those graphics and getting a few of those over on Pinterest, figuring out what boards do we need there to support that. I mean, getting those and then start filling them out with other things just besides our pens. So working on that as well, which is an ongoing process, right? That's not something that you just do in one day, something you have to keep doing. And then the next step will be trying to figure out, do we want to actually take the, the the time to resize any of those to actually make them more of a, a true pen size or do we get enough traffic are we happy with what we get with having them just remain square which obviously is a lot easier because that's how rain is producing most of those and subsequently what other boards do we need are there any of those pens that we're going to want to put any kind of advertisement behind so those will be kind of next stepped optimization questions once we get past okay. where we are tracy today. just just out of curiosity, what is the size of a pen? Like, what are, do you know the dimensions off the top of your head? I'm just curious. There's two different sizes that are in Canva. So 1000 by 1500 is one size and then 1080 by 1920. So 1080 by 1920, that's why I was asking. That's the same size as the Instagram story and the Instagram reel. So the Instagram reel and the Instagram story are both the same size and they're both 1080 by 1920. Okay. So if that pin size is also 1080 by 1920, then I propose we go with that. And then if we are going to make a square for the page or Instagram, then we can at the same time just resize and pick it and go with it. And then we can use it in several different places. Very cool. I actually did not know that. So mm -hmm. awesome. Yes. Sweet. Well, I just learned that today. So 
<laughs> I didn't know it before this morning either. So there you go. There's another decision made in real time, people. There you go. It's how we do it. One decision at a time. Correct. All right. Oh. One of the other things that I worked on in Pinterest, as I just said, is scheduling those pens to drop out. So you can schedule. It's free right within Pinterest to schedule for them for whenever you want your pens to go out. And you can choose the board ahead of time. You can. It's just like you build up any other pen. You just tell it what date and time you want it to go. And I believe you can have up to 100 scheduled pens at one time, which is a lot. A lot, yeah. Right, so that's awesome. However, we did know that you can also use a tool in Canva to be able to schedule social posts as well. And I know we've mentioned Canva a couple of times now, just in case you don't know, Canva is a design tool and that's what we use to design. It's fabulous and we love it. However, we have not played with their social sharing, social scheduling tool. And so I made it a point I absolutely 100% wanted to play with that before I came to this episode. And so I did. You can get to the social sharing portion a couple different ways. And what's interesting, let's say you created that pen, it's sitting in Canva, it's in your design, it's sitting there, the picture you want to use. You have a button in that same design window that design page it's under your three little buttons so you have like the three little lines at least that's what i see on my version uh, i'm on my macbook and it's in the upper right hand corner there's three little dots and i can click on that and then it'll allow me to share that to like instagram facebook twitter a facebook group Pinterest, so you get several different options. So what it will ask you to do if you haven't ever used that before is you're going to have to connect it to your Facebook account, to your Pinterest account, to your Instagram account. So I've only connected it to two. I did connect it to our Facebook and I had to disconnect my, hold on just a second. I'm, I hate to fuss at somebody who's washing the dishes, but it's making a lot of noise. It is. It's kind of loud. These blue Yeti microphones are so sensitive. They really do a great job, but they do pick up noise that we don't necessarily want them to pick. Yes. Life noise. So blue Yeti, maybe you need to give us a sponsorship for that. (laughs) So if you happen to hear my wonderful husband in the background washing the dishes, and that's where the door closed. So there's a door closed between us and he was washing dishes. So it was picking up the noise of him clinging and clattering a little bit. And so I apologize about that. He's going to pause that for now. That was very nice though. That's nice that he's in the house doing that stuff while you're, while you're working on our podcast. It's a yes. teamwork makes the dream work. Sure does Tracy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Canva has this tool where you are allowed to share directly from Canva. It's easy to play with once you, the first time you go in, there's no special setting buttons that you have to go in to find in order to connect it to your social accounts. You just have to just click on the buttons and it'll take you step-by-step through the process. I did have to go in and disconnect my personal Facebook account because you know everything is run through your personal page or your personal profile uh, when you're dealing with Facebook. And so I did have to disconnect that from my other Canva account because I do have another Canva account, but that was really easy. I just went in and disconnected it. I think it actually told me exactly what to do, went over there, disconnected it, came back over and reconnected it. It was very, very simple. Same thing with the Pinterest account. It was very easy to connect. And then I went ahead and shared actually one of our podcasts uh, that will be dropping or has dropped today. That is episode six. I shared it straight from Canva and it pushed out to our Facebook page. And I did that as a test. I wanted to make sure that it worked and it worked flawlessly. The only thing I would say is we just would need to be cautious moving forward. If you're doing multiple 
images in one file in Canva, you're going to have to select which of those you want to go over. But I haven't found a way yet. Let's say, for example, the pens, I had all of our Christmas 10 pack printable Pinterest pens in one file. So they're just one right after the other because I just duplicated them and changed them a little bit to make it look like a whole new pen. It is a whole new pen, but I didn't need to reconstruct it from scratch. So it's sitting there. There are one right after another. I think there was five in that file, five graphics. Then once I select one, it wouldn't let me go back in and then say, no, now I want to use page two. So that's one thing I haven't quite figured out with. So if you're playing with it and you don't see that, I think the answer to that is copy your whole file. For me right now, I would copy that whole file and then de delete the ones I don't want to use uh, until I figure out if there is a way to do what I want to do, which is I want to set, set them up as all individual pens. So far, I, I don't see how to do that, but otherwise it did work. And I should be able to see here within a, a few hours if the pens went over automatically from Canva as well. To make it a little bit easier on myself, like I said, I, I went ahead and finished that project and set those pens up directly in Pinterest. Just management wise, that was a little bit easier for me to manage because I was working on a big batch at one time. That's cool. I'm excited about that. I hope that that proves to be an efficient reusable system. Yep. And there is a calendar view as well. So you can look at it on the calendar view in Canva. Uh, so that's nice to be able to see a, a, and kind of see what you did for which days. So we'll see how that goes and we'll report back to you if we end up using that consistently or not. The other tool that we have found and we played with in the last few weeks is a product called eRank. And that is an Etsy optimization tool. Rain actually found that when she was doing some research for Etsy and brought it to the table in one of our Wednesdays, and we got to sit and look at it together. There is some free resources available in eRank, and then there's a very inexpensive paid version as well. So we have made the decision to, to get the paid version. We just haven't done it yet because at that point, most of our things we were working on are were already on Etsy that we were focused on. We do still have some printables that have not made their way over to Etsy yet. And I feel like those will be the perfect testing ground to put through eRank. And what eRank e is going to do is it's going to help us identify target keywords to use in your title and your descriptions and give you a sense of where there is good competition, where there's too much competition, it'll tell you the value of those words etc so very cool tool to use i've used similar tools for seo optimization but etsy is brand new to me so this is to me comparable to what some of those seo tools are so it is it is like seo it's just seo for etsy specifically right. Yeah, I'm excited about that one. I think that one is really going to help us level up a little bit because rather than really trying to make our best guesses and take some shots in the dark, which I actually think, Tracy, like the keywords and stuff that you used in your categories and everything, because you're so like native to SEO anyway with what you do daily, I think you did a really good job. But because Etsy is its own sort of monster for lack of a better word i think it'll be nice to use something that's designed to help you work best within those systems i completely 100 percent agree google is its own machine and so you have to feed right. that machine the right kind of fuel and the same right. thing with etsy it's its own machine and you have to feed it the right fuel or else it's just not going to work right for you mm -hmm. and some of that takes time you know you could just a skill set that you have to develop and learn but thankfully there are tools out there to help you mm -hmm. and you just have to figure out is the free resource good enough and i think that we could do just fine with the free tool it just limits you on of other things that are available in eRank, you just get a little snippet of mm -hmm. what's available. Mm -hmm. um, and then you are limited in some of your search queries mm -hmm. in a particular 24 hour period, I think it was. So mm -hmm. I think just be, it's probably where I think it was, is it $10 a month? 
Yeah, I think it's $10 a month. And to me, that is a very minimal payout on our part to, mm-hmm. in order to just start off optimizing, which I realize obviously we didn't start off that way, but we're still really, really early in the game. So mm-hmm. let's just start off in the right direction. I agree. All right. So we can't put it off <laughs> any longer. Let's talk about the real in the room. The real in the room. Yes. <laughs> All right. Tracy's looking at me because she knows. She knows. You guys, I'm not going to lie. I have said some things to Instagram over the last, well, several weeks, but really the last 24 hours. Mm-hmm. My friend Instagram and I have had a bit of a falling out. I think we've kissed and made up a little bit, but she's hurt me. She's hurt me deeply. (laughs) So So. if you didn't catch episode six, the name of episode six is It's a Real Problem, R-E-E-L. So you can listen to what the problem was, and that was a week ago, what Mm -hmm. the problem was. And so we thought we had a solution to the problem, and we executed that, which was pretty simple. It was create a new account. Right. But... Well, yes. So that was the simple part. Create a new account, verify whether or not that new account had reels. So that was like step two. Step one, well, step one was be really mad at the first account. Step two then was create a new account. That was the decision we came to. And step three was verify that reels was on the new account. So step three was even a problem. Right, Tracy? Well, first, yes. actually, step two was a problem because I was having a hard time getting the account set up. Tracy had to step in and actually get that done. But then Reels was not actually there for days. No. So that was Saturday. And it was a multi-step issue mm-hmm. just in the last six days. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I went ahead in, in a last-ditch effort to completely <laughs> yes. delete the Instagram app off my phone. So I completely deleted it. Then I added it again and it instantly logged me back into all of my accounts. So I was like, well, I don't feel like I was really like all the way logged out then if it instantly logs me back in. So I was like, you know mm-hmm. what? Okay, let me log out of the accounts first, then delete the app. I'm sorry, I logged out then I offloaded the accounts, which means you basically clear the Instagram cache, and uh, which is you have to go in through your settings to do that. And then I completely deleted it again. So my phone was like sitting over here because I'm like, I am not touching this thing and it's not coming back on my phone for hours. I'm going to leave it to reset. Like when you go like unplug something to try mm-hmm. to get it to reset, that was my philosophy at that point. I'm just going to leave it alone. So Rain's like, I can't do this. I, I I don't know what to do. When you can create an account on any device, any mobile device. So I grab my son's phone and I'm like, I need to borrow your phone to create an Instagram account. And he's like, uh, and I'm like, it's not a question. Give it to me. So I borrow his phone to put in all the information. And the problem Rain was having was it, it wanted an email address. Why? No, it no, no, no. It oh. never, it never. No, that was what we thought the problem was because I would get all the way through the established steps, and in the very last moment, it would just. It, well, actually, it was telling me that I didn't have an internet connection. That's what Instagram tells me. Anytime it doesn't want to do what I've asked it to do, <laughs> it just pretends that I don't have an internet connection, which I know is a lie. So. <laughs> I don't know no, if what I'm that no means. Yes, I think that's I think that's what it's saying. I think what it's saying is I we are not communicating well, but like that's just its default messaging. So <laughs> but no, it never asked me anything okay. about an email. We thought it was probably it had something to do with okay. not having a unique email. Okay. So it it never asked for an email address either. It just asked you to create a username and a password and then go through the setup steps. So I did all that. I named it the What If Project 2. And then waited for reels to appear. And <laughs> it did not. Did not. It did not. And so it did not on my son's phone. And then when I finally reloaded Instagram app back on my phone, I logged back into the accounts. Wasn't there. Rain 
put it on her phone and it was not there. Am I, do I have the story right? No, I think it did show up on my The first phone. time you logged in, it did have it. Yes. Okay. So it did but, not but have it, it on, on mine. But it wasn't until last night. What is today? Today's Friday. Two, Wednesday, Wednesday night. I didn't log in until you and I were sitting next to each other. Okay, on at, Wednesday. Yes. So from Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, five days later, Rain logs in and boom, she has reels. But it's still not on your phone at that point. It was not on my phone. And I refreshed it and all mm -hmm. of those things. Like, what kind of, hello? Like, hello, Instagram? What about me? <laughs> um, but then so Instagram was like, yes, Tracy, I will bequeath you or bestow upon you the reels. Yeah, so eventually it did give me the new account. So the, the What If Project 2 that we created, it gave me the reels. And I was very happy, but super like cautiously optimistic because I'm like, I don't trust you, Instagram. Right. When you've been betrayed the way that we have been by Instagram, it's hard to trust again. We were done dirty. Yes. So, okay. So we're sitting in your truck. It's like, I don't know, 11 o'clock at night. <laughs> we're, we're making reels of Christmas lights because they're beautiful where we are and we're testing it. On Facebook. On Facebook, right. And so now we have the What If Project 1, the original that does not have reels still, and the What If Project 2 that does. And so we decide, okay, reels are here. We're going to go ahead and take the next step we don't want to lose our content. So we're going to basically reproduce everything that we've done in the first account on the second account. So what that looked like was the next day, Thursday, I re-uploaded all of the squares in order. I retyped all of the content, all of the captions, because you can't have two Instagrams open at the same time, like on your laptop or on, I mean, you can on your phone because you're toggling back and forth, but you can't have two Instagrams open even if you're in different browsers or it doesn't seem like it anyway. It seems like Instagram knows if it's on your computer. So I basically had to retype everything. I added the dates in. I didn't reuse the hashtags because I didn't want Instagram to think that I was up to no good. And so I get everything over. It's 42 squares. Just so you know, it was 42, <laughs> 42. Is what I 42 is what I retyped. Then I created a row of squares for the old account. What if the what if project one to let people know what was happening? Hey guys, if you've been paying attention, we've had this reels problem. We've done everything that we can possibly think of. And so now we've created this new account. We're just going to go over there. Please come with us. <laughs> All of that goes out. My very last step. I changed the name of the What If Project 1 to now it's the What If Project underscore or the What If Project 1 underscore RIP. And <laughs> I have the What If Project 2 is now the What If Project 1 underscore because the What If Project 1 is still pending. It's not quite available yet. Great. So I go back over. <laughs> <laughs> All of this is done now. I've put it out. Hey, we've, we've I've, everything's transferred over. Guys, this is what we've done. I've made this public announcement. I and, this is last, in, and this is last night, right? This is last this night. Is, this is yesterday afternoon. Yes. So I go back over into the what if project one now underscore RIP. <laughs> and because this is a family show. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to tell you what happened very shortly and sweetly, but the nut of it is Reels was on that account. Reels. <laughs> Reels was there, Tracy, and it had not been there. It had not been there. I know I'm not hallucinating it. It was not there. It was not there. I wasn't even mad. It was hard for me to speak, but it wasn't because I was mad. It was because I was so confused and so unprepared. And so in disbelief, I, I was just like, I don't even know what to do. So I, then I screenshot it and I sent it to you and you were like, are you kidding? And I'm like, no, I like, I don't, I don't even know. So I had to put it aside, but yes. Yeah, so now reels are in both locations because now you also have it on the original account again, correct? I do, or which once rain pointed it out. So I'm like backstage, my daughter's mm -hmm. on the stage practicing her nutcracker presentation. I'm backstage stage mom. Thankfully, I had everything on silent, but I get a text from Rain and she's like, 
can you believe this? I was like, what? And so I'm like going over to Instagram and then making sure nobody's giving me the evil eye because I'm on my phone mm. and I don't see it. I'm like, it's not here. And so I refresh it. It's not there. Mm-hmm. And so then I logged out mm-hmm. and logged back in. And I think by that time, it still wasn't there. Then I refreshed it again. And then I'm so confused which even account I'm in. Hold on a second. Right, I think because I even I screenshotted the wrong one and sent yes. it to Rain. I was like, oh, wait, no, that's the wrong account. Hold on. Because so, now they're mirror copies, which makes it confusing, which was yes. when initially I was like, okay, no, this must be the new one. There's no way possible that all of a sudden it showed up on the old one. Right. Okay. This is the new one. This is the second account that now is one underscore. Okay. I know where I am. Let me go back over here to the rest in peace one. <laughs> and by the time I got back there and then at the bottom, there is the reels button. Yeah. And I am like, I don't know how many times in the last few days I've said what in the literal and then you fill in the four letter word. Right, like right. I like I I don't know. Like Instagram, what what? Why? What? Yes. You know, Tracy, I've been done dirty in the past. But I've never been done dirty like this. I was, (laughs) I just, so anyway. So I really think what happened was like you put up that, that RIP and they were like, oh, let, let, let me go help these girls. Right. Well, I used several hashtags. I'm like Instagram problems. I did a couple of those. So maybe that's how you get Instagram's attention. Maybe it's not sending them reports like they ask you to. Maybe you have to just tag them or they're afraid people are going to see it publicly. And then they're like, oh, well, there's a problem here. Let me go help solve it or something. Because really it was in the span of me putting up that row, the RIP row, telling our followers, hey guys, this is where we're going. This is why we went there. So all of those posts, and I did those in three posts, like three squares, mm-hmm. and I reused the hashtags. I reused the same caption with the same hashtags in each one of those posts. So it would have popped up organically three times. Right. So maybe maybe Instagram really did see it and did something because it was in that it had to be no more than 20 or 30 minutes right. before it, it populated. Well, here's the deal, Instagram. We would really like to know, and not just because we're like sassy pants and we just really want to know. We would be really interested because as we've already said, Instagram, if you listen to the rest of our podcast, is Mm -hmm. we like to be problem solvers. We like to solve problems, but this one is hard because it's so much outside of our control. So if you could tell us what did we do wrong or what we could have done different or what magic button did we push? Because we're not sure what magic button we ended up pushing. But if you could let us know, and then we will tell other people about it as well. And that would be super helpful because what we did not find in our research and trying to fix this problem was this exact situation. We found where people would start an account and not have reels. Like that was pervasive, not maybe overwhelming, but there was that issue and there was you know, work around. So we did everything that we could find. Everything we found, we did it. Mm-hmm. But what we didn't find is people losing it. And I so I think that that's one of the things we were like, are we going to lose it now? Like now that it's here, are we going right. to lose it? Um, so we haven't seen that. So I feel pretty confident we're not going to lose it now that we have it. But we would really like to know like what the magic recipe was. And maybe we'll never know. But I think that there was a lesson learned in this particular experiment, which really was an experiment. I think that the lesson in it is just because it seems simple doesn't mean that it is. Mm -hmm. And that there's going to be these variables that pop up that are completely outside of your control. And there's going to be times when there is not a right answer. And that was, you know, Rain and I several times, I don't know what the right answer is. I don't know what the right way to proceed is. Mm -hmm. And there's not necessarily a right or a wrong. You're just going to have to make a decision and move forward. And that's just life. Sometimes you're just don't know what the next right step is. Just pick one, be confident in your decision and move forward. If you have to come back to to square one, then you come back to square one, but you know, just do it. So anyway, that's what we did. And, and in the long run, we don't know why, but it ended up working out. I I, so. I I don't know why. I feel like it was like an Instagram prank. Like right. maybe we're on Instapunked. So that brings you up to speed on our Instagram saga 
for real, it was no joke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Our next steps between now and the next time we get to come back and chat with you is we are going to be c- continuing to look at how to get traffic to our passive income projects, which is both our podcast and our printable. So that's top target. And then the other thing Rain and I are going to be doing this weekend is we are intentionally putting aside some time to spend together where we can really look at the next 12 months and do some planning. We know that there are some things we really wanna do, but we need to be very strategic about how and when those things get done. So that is uh, something I'm excited about is having that brainstorming session. And then we're also going to be releasing some more news about our new year project. So stay tuned for that. That will definitely be airing um, and coming out before this podcast is launched. So we will definitely have something out by then, which this podcast should be launching on the 23rd of December, which means we're right at Christmas. And we want to make sure before we close out today that we just say to you, have a very, very Merry Christmas. And I have to say, when I say have a Merry Christmas, I have a Mary who's very special to me (laughs) and that is mary sue mary sue mary sue so i wanted to tell you guys a a super fast story about my mom so we were a military family i guess you always are a military family once you are a military family my father retired from the united states marine corps after 30 years of active duty so so proud of my dad and his service to our country but I'm, i'm also very proud of my mom because she stood behind him during all of those years in in honor of our country in honor of her family and it's hard work and it's very difficult to move your family around every few years setting up home my mom was the master of setting up a house she would make us feel like we were at home within normally 24 48 hours of being somewhere she would have the things back on the wall where they were supposed to be the stuff back in the drawer that they were supposed to be she headed down to a science, which made it so much easier on my sister and I, and I'm sure my dad as well. But one of the things moving around and never living near family is the holidays were really hard. We weren't rich by any stretch of the imagination, but I know my parents were very generous to us and we had everything we, we needed and lots of the things that we wanted. But we didn't have cousins right there to play with or go see grandma and granddad on Christmas morning or Christmas afternoon. And so my mom always did such a great job of making the holidays special for us and the other thing she did is she allowed us the 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 gift of having family that are friends and i think i am most grateful for that we had aunts and uncles by adoption all over Mm -hmm. the country that they loved us and we loved them and we would be able to spend time with them but what it did is it it ended up fostering this deep sense of community in us so that you fast forward to today that people like you reign in my life, like you're my family. And I know that came from this philosophy that my mom probably even unknowingly really fostered. Mm-hmm. So mom, thank you so much. You know, families are hard and, and I, <laughs> right, Rain? <laughs> like, <laughs> are they? Wait, what? <laughs> no idea about that, right? <laughs> it's just a hard thing. And we, we all have our things. And whether it's your in-laws, your outlaws, whatever, it's difficult. And this time of year can be extremely difficult, especially dealing with loss of loved ones and being far away or being estranged from loved ones. And so I just want to encourage everybody to take a really good hard look around you and look at your community that you've built and that you have around you and really spend some time reflecting on that and letting that community know how thankful that you are for the gift of who they are to you. So that is my, it's it's not directly from Mary Sue, but that's our Mary (laughs) Sue's moment. (laughs) Thank you, Mary Sue. For all the world to hear. Yes. No, that's a wonderful philosophy. And yeah, you know that I consider you family too. And we love you. And Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas, Mary Sue. Specifically to you, Merry Christmas. 
and Merry and Christmas, Merry, Tracy. And Merry Christmas to Melissa. We, we didn't even mention Melissa this whole Merry podcast. Merry Christmas We're to so Melissa. sorry, Melissa. But what we did realize is we have our Melissa, and we mm-hmm. love our Melissa, but then we have our Mary Sue. Mm-hmm. And then what we realized in our week before last Wednesday was, was it Madison? I think it was Madison. Mad- we have a Madison. So we met a young lady named Madison who was in a younger demographic mm-hmm. and was very intrigued by what we are doing. Mm-hmm. And then we have Melissa, who's definitely our target. And then we have Mary Sue, mm-hmm. who, is, who is my mom on another end of the demographic. And so it's really cool how this synchronicity is happening. And we're just really thankful to, to all of you and you, especially Rain. Oh, well, Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas! Is that a wrap? That's a wrap!